Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Essential 11. As always, we are brought to you by Acton Academy. Go to actonacademy.org and find out if there is an Acton near you. Uh, today's guest, man, what a cool guy. So we get, his name's Danny Castillo, uh, an American mixed martial artist and uh, has been a professional MMA competitor since 2007, but is uh, more recently the owner of P2O Hot Pilates and Fitness in Sacramento and um, just an all-around great guy. He's a Sacramento local. Um, I'm proud to call him a friend. He's also a recent dad and we dive into that a little bit today too. So uh, this, guy is, this guy is fantastic. So give it up for Mr. Danny Castillo. All right, we're rocking and rolling with my boy Danny Castillo. Man, I'm pumped to see you, dude. It was Thanks cool. for having me. Man, yeah, it's a it's pleasure. It's been a while. It has been uh, been far too long. I've been, uh, been taking the time to show uh, show Danny around kind of what we got going on over here at Acton and, and uh, kind of dive into what he's got going on with his business and stuff too. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been lucky enough to be around uh, the fight game for a long time. I was nowhere near the athlete as this man here, but I got to know a lot of the people in the sport. Um, and... I can honestly say you are one of the guys that I go back to when, you know, if I still, you get a less and less, but if I get pushback from somebody that's like, oh my gosh, those heathens, those guys, right? And you kind of have that stereotype still. You're one of the guys that I go back to. I'm like, man, some of the most intelligent people that I know, um, some of the kindest people, some of the most, uh, you know, hard loving people I know are in that sport. And I always use you as one of those examples, man, because, um, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for you in, in all those areas, man. Well, well, thanks, man. That's a huge compliment coming from you because, um, I mean, the feeling is mutual. And I appreciate it. Uh, I think... Uh, you and I are alike in a lot of ways, and so that's a that's a great compliment. No, no, man, absolute pleasure, man. So um, pumped to have you here and have you feed into these kids. But you know, we did did the intro and kind of gave a little background on on who you are, and I think a lot of people will know who you are, anyways. But um, maybe you can give kind of the quick origin story of like, hey, man, this is you know started here in in Elk Grove, and and uh, you know then into the professional athletics and kind of what you're doing now. Maybe you can kind of give people the the rundown. Yeah, I'm Sacramento native. I grew up in South Sacramento. Uh, went to high school in El in Elk Grove in Laguna. I wrestled there. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed local. I wrestled in junior college at Sac City for a couple of years. Then I stayed semi local and I moved down to. Uh, the Bay Area, Menlo Park, Palo Alto area, and went to a small private school, Menlo College, where I wrestled NAIA for the last two seasons of my college career. I was a two-time All-American, national runner-up, and uh, from there I got a desk job, and I was living the the desk job. (laughs) The desk job life. The the desk job, (laughs) and I worked in sales and marketing, and I absolutely hated it. Every day was... was, um, you know, just me thinking about other things and not really focused on work, but you have to pay the bills. So that was uh, the way I paid the bills. And for uh, a good portion of it, for about four years, it was uh, me just, you know, trying to find myself and trying to find out what my passion was. And I mean, lo and behold, it probably took me another 15 years to even find out what yeah, that was. It's so, funny how that works, dude. Yeah. So then um, I had a buddy, Uriah Faber. He's a UFC Hall of Famer, and he's from Sacramento also. I'm good friends with him my whole life, and 
he uh, he messaged me on MySpace, and that's how long ago it was. Dude, it was MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and that's awesome. We were just joking back and forth, and he told me that uh, I would be pretty good at this. Yeah. And uh, had enough. They brought a consultant. They cut my pay and up my commission, and I think that's when I was time for me to go. I wasn't getting any younger. I was 28 at the time, which is unheard of for a man to start. Wow. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I was 28. And you and I are the same. I mean, you and I are the same age. We're only a couple months apart. Wow. Dude, I didn't realize you were 28. Yeah, and I decided to to quit the the desk job, the 401k, the full dental vision, and uh, make a run for this MMA thing that just started to gain popularity. And uh, fortunate enough, it, it worked out for me. It worked out really well for you, man. And I, 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 I remember you coming onto the scene. You know, at that point, I was, I was following that. I actually found out who Faber was through MySpace. That's exactly why. That's exactly how I found out. Um, and then I remember as you started making a run and kind of uh, making a run. And I remember seeing you in WEC, and uh, and Rec and Shop. And then I, and I followed you. You know, you were one of the guys that I followed throughout. And even as I got to. Um, you know, interact with you personally and get to know you personally a little bit. And, and I still, there's, there are very few fights now out of the hundreds that I've, you know, watched and as the sport's grown and stuff that I remember. But one of the most impactful fights for me, because one of the ones that I just had so much invested in and was so fired up was you against Joe Daddy Stevenson. And, uh, you know, that was a big one. I was so pumped, so fired up for you. And, um, you know, I remember I've had it out, I've, gone out to Arco a couple times specifically because you've been on the card and stuff too. So, but yeah, you versus Joe daddy, man, was a big one for me watching, you know, it was cool. It's cool to watch that trajectory. So now out of the fight game, I mean, ish, but tell everybody what you got going on. This so, is cool. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm one of the coaches, um, one of the co-coaches of the team that I came up on team yep. alpha male. And we're one of the best teams on the planet right now for yep. the lightweights. And we have been for the last 12 years. So that's uh, kind of where my passion lies in terms of um, the of, of my sports and my yeah. hobbies and, and something that I really care about. But I also am a business owner. Uh, I'm a father. I own a Pilates studio in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been open for about six years now. Number one studio in Sacramento for six straight years. Hot Pilates, uh, P2O Hot Pilates and Fitness. And I just opened another location two years ago in the Arden area, close to, um, close to the REI. Um, so cool, yeah. so cool, man. And it's what's well, cool too. So you, number one, you know, I get this number one, um, you know, designation that you guys have. But what you notice too is you start to to follow that every all the feedback from your members too. It's it's uh, they obviously feel like that is a home that's a community and all of you just watch story after story after story about my life has changed and danny is speaking life into me it's more than just the fitness there's obviously a you know life changes in the 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 mental um aspect of these ladies changing and everybody just speaks uh, you know volumes uh, about each other uh, of everybody that's there and they speak volumes about you and so that's um that's a big deal man you know changing lives obviously you actually care about the people that you're working with too which is a big deal. Yeah, I feel that's one of the most rewarding things <laughs> yeah. that you can yeah. do is see yeah. someone get better. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's awesome, man. So um, pumped to have you on here with these questions. I, and I sent you these questions ahead of time, too. I try to send the guests the questions to take a look. And, um, you know, the the first one that we've gotten, again, these are coming from kids that are 
13, I say kids, but it's people 13 to 22. And, um, you know, these are the top questions they want to ask from people that are operators that are making things happen. And the very first one that we've got on there are one to three mentors for you. Who are the people that you still look up to? And, and I, and I always like to preface it. These people can be alive. They can be gone. They can be real. They can be fictional, but who is it that you allow to speak into your mind? Well, I have, um, I, I would say my grandfather, that's one. Yeah. Um, also, my wrestling coach, um, Dave Pacheco, and he's someone that's been in my life since I was a kid. I started wrestling with him when I was 14 years old. And, yeah. You know, he's seen me all the way up to this, and to this day, we still hang out. Every once in a while, we'll have a beer and some whiskey, yeah. and um, he's someone I can go and talk to because, you know, he's one of the guys that uh, he's been married you know, for ever since I can remember, he's yeah. got a happy marriage. He has a happy child, very successful, and he has a ton of integrity to me. And that's something that I aspire to be is uh, a good an husband. guy. Yeah. Yeah. A good husband, a good father, and, yep. um, you know, stand for something. Yeah. That's cool. And it's good to you gotta have those people in your life. And I don't know if he's the same guy, but we were talking, you know, offline before this. I don't know if he's the guy that said this directly to you, but. Um, you know, we're talking about mentors and they come in all different forms. And so you got, you know, your grandfather takes it from one perspective. Dave takes it from another perspective. And, um, you know, but in business as well, you're like, man, I just got myself a, an MBA in business and talking about some of the things that you have come through and gone out and come out the other end. And you're, you know, you, you have learned some things the hard way. And you're going, man, I wish I had some more mentors there too. Is Dave the guy that kind of fed into that? He, that... He's he's one of them. Okay, he's one yeah. of them. And uh, my my advice to 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 kids or to anyone in general yeah. is to have as many mentors as possible, Man. not just three. Yeah, um, you know, for every every aspect of life, you should have a mentor. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you should have one entrepreneur mentor. Um, a religious mentor, yeah. um, a relationship mentor, just someone you can always go to. And I mean, there's no rules. Mentors. So good, man. Yeah. So good. And that's, you know, I talk a lot on this podcast about the fact that I've got this kind of group of mentors, even in my head. And some of them that I can actually literally send a text to, you know, give a call, bring in whatever, get face to face time with. But some of them I can't, some of them are not even, they're fictional characters, but I have them um, kind of broken up, like you said, you know, if it's coming to relationships, if there's three or four guys that I will go to for that, if it's coming down to the physical health, and as there's three or four guys that I will go to for that, I've got them compartmentalized like that. And you're right, there's never too many people. It's just choosing those people that you're allowing to speak into your life. So the crazy thing about it is they can all be different aspects of yeah. your life. Yeah. But for the most part, their core values are almost the same. So good. So yeah, good, man. The same. That's right. That integrity is what transcends all of that you know all of the different categories like that yeah i love that man super cool so the first main question that they have outside of the mentor thing is it, that that really is taking that introspection is around self-confidence right so um you know we talk about self-confidence as being this thing that you, you know you want and, and people look at uh, professional athletes and go man they have got to be just the most self-confident people on the planet and um so we talk about that a lot with our students here and say, look, even if you don't necessarily have it now, I think it is something practical. It's something attainable. It's something that you can create habits around to develop. So what are some of the habits that you either adopted as, you know, as you were growing up and getting older or kind of going into the sport or um, that you even look at now as an entrepreneur and as a dad and as a husband, what are the habits that you create to make sure that your self-confidence is 
um, you know, where it needs to be or increasing if, if that's what it needs to do. Well, I think self-confidence is um, all, all about experience. Mm, um, but totally. even if you're young and, and you don't have a ton of experience because of your age, yeah. um, you know, positive self-talk is something that's huge for me. Yeah. And I just got into it. Um, not really a huge Joel Olstein guy, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A, buddy gave me, <laughs> a buddy gave me his book or I listened to it on audiobook. And yeah. It's just, I am is the book that it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of tell myself, even if yeah. I believe it or not, um, even if you say it, you're putting into play right off the bat. And um, I think your self-talk is something that kind of pushes you over the hump and yeah. you start to believe it. The more you say it, the more you're almost kind of brainwashing you. I think brainwashing kind of sounds negative, but Dude. if you can tell yourself that and you can look at yourself in the mirror while saying it, then nine times out of 10, you can make that happen. I love that, man. I, I, that's the term I use. I say brainwashing, man. Like you're always, I really feel like everybody is being brainwashed. It is just, who are you allowing to do the brainwashing, right? And what is that? Is it positive or is it negative? Um, and I don't remember who said it, but I mean, some there was, I mean, think about propaganda in the first place. And I remember somebody saying, if you, a lie repeated over and over and over and over and over again, eventually it gets taken to be truth, right? That's the whole concept around propaganda. Anyways, you just keep going hard and fast. So why don't we do that positively? Hard and fast with ourselves, the positive, that positive stuff, man, it really, you start to, you start to buy into that and then you start to act accordingly. You know, you take steps in that direction. I don't think brainwashing is a, is a bad way to put it, man. I like that. Um, and, and falling in line, of course, with the concept of self-confidence is the big topic of mental health. And, and mental health is, a, um, you know, we hear, we hear stories around that and we, we hear people bringing strategies to the table around that. So, you know, again, coming from the perspective of somebody who has accomplished a great deal as a good human being and has been a, a professional, you hit a lot of these pinnacles that a lot of kids are looking, I wish I could be an athlete, a business owner, whatever. Um, what's a tip that you have for overcoming, you know, maybe anxiety, whether it's situational anxiety, overall anxiety, and kind of remaining in that positive state of mind? Um, I love this question uh, a lot um, for a couple of different reasons. One, um, mental health is, you know, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of this me, big amorphous yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. For me, it's uh, it's mindfulness. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge meditator. Um, but um, I try to, before I go in the house, yeah. before I leave my car, I try to, you know, take about 10 deep breaths in and out um, as much as I can. Big, big, deep breaths. And, and this is something I learned with my sports psychologist. And your mind runs so many. There's so many thoughts that you're having all the time and yeah. just having everything going around. It's just almost, you know, it's just super hectic. Yeah. Um, I've had two cases that I can remember with really bad anxiety. And um, I haven't had anxiety since I came up with this strategy yeah. for anxiety. Yeah. But when you get anxiety, you feel like there's someone on your chest. You're just, it's just kind of like you, you can't deal with it. Yeah. And it's just like... My uh, advice to my buddy was he has really bad anxiety a lot. It's just, well, if you have anxiety, do 20 burpees. Yeah. Yeah. Do 20 burpees. Yeah. As soon as you're done with 20 yeah. burpees, as soon as you'll be tired, you'll you're be You're too exhausted. tired to even let... Yeah. You're not really thinking about that. Yeah. And so I haven't been able to put it into play because I haven't had anxiety yeah. to see if yeah. this even works. Yeah. But I, it's something that I told him to do and he did it and he was like, I don't know what happened, but... You know, I, those thoughts went out of my mind. Yeah. And it wasn't like I had a ton of bricks on my chest. And um, 
So that's something I'm, you know, fortunately I'm, I'm not dealing with any anxiety. So I don't know if it's really comes into play, but for the people that are listening, if you do give it a shot. I think that's brilliant, man. I mean, really is there's the, obviously there's the interplay around the physical and mental health anyways. I mean, we know that, you know, keeping in tip top shape and, and that does help the, the your cognition and your mental ability and your mood. And we know all that's affected by that physical health. So, but using that as just a go-to like, oh, it's about to hit the fan and just like a killer strategy right there. Do I, I mean, I think a lot of times the most brilliant answers are honestly the most simple things to put into play. Um, I love that, man. So, talk about the physical component because that's actually the next you know I mean that is the next the next question mental health is important but physical health and obviously as a as somebody who's a professional athlete been an athlete all your life and um, now are running a, a center that's geared around that that physical component how is that you know the the, the role physical health and activity is kind of played in your success overall and that can extend into relationships business and otherwise well for me I, I do something every day yeah it doesn't really have to be you know something you know crazy i you know sometimes i'll just go for a run or sometimes i'll really get after it for 30 minutes and i think it's just being consistent and uh um, it's it's uh for me it's being a model of my business and i mean there's nothing worse than how to shape coach i mean i just it's hard for me to do anything if i'm looking at you and i don't want to look like and you you don't want to totally man that's so good so good and you're right it's the consistency i think that's where people I think that's where people get mixed up is it's the consistency is like they'll go that's why people go real hard or they'll go real strict for a short amount of time and then they'll pull back and they don't find something that you can be consistent with day in day out you enjoy doing it so it's something that's not a necessarily a grind on there i think the consistency is what gets lost man being in the fitness industry i love january's yeah but i hate january <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, you have yeah everyone that shows up and you know you have people that go in there and they take three classes a day yeah and then you don't see them for a week yep and then they come back and they do three classes you don't have to do a ton in one day you just have to be consistent yeah over so, the long haul makes the, all the difference man so i mean i see this huge influx of people signing up in january yeah and then they die off in february for sure and it's just you know it's kind of something that's good for me but being a business owner, I want the memberships. You know, I don't want you right. to, to be paying me money to not do anything. Right. The way my gym has been successful is because people are there, yeah. familiar faces, yep. and they're yep. grinding together, they're having fun together, getting better together. Yeah, it's if a community. If you're paying me to not be there, it makes no sense yeah, to me. Yeah, totally. I love that, man. Super good. All right, so this is where this is where the question kind of shifts real quick, and so it's cool to be able to ask you this too as a as a new dad, right? So you got this this stud of a young man, and he's uh, nine months old mm-hmm. at this point, and he's just the flipping cutest little dude on the planet. And uh, so you can kind of give this this advice to you know you're giving it to these people that are now 13 to 22, but you can kind of take it from the perspective of, of your old boy. So, you know, we talked a little bit about education as we were walking through here. And, you know, you said you kind of grew up and having people telling you like, well, well you're not up to par on, on doing this. So you're catching butt whoopings at home because you're not doing what you're quote unquote supposed to do. But you're, you know, I can sit here and tell you, you're, you're one of the more intelligent human beings that I know, you know, and so I know that there's that things. So, as the old joke goes, you know, kind of memorizing the, the Pythagorean theorem and, and all this helps a, a ton when you're going to do your taxes, right? Like it, there's, it doesn't play out. So if you had to give a piece of financial advice and you're giving it to your boy right now, 
what, what would that be? Um, man, this is a good question because mm. I've been on, on both, <laughs> yeah. both ends yeah. where, yeah. you know, I spent money on, on some of the most ridiculous things you can think of because that fight money just comes in and you get a big check, yeah. Yeah, yeah. two big checks and then yep. you have all this money. So you're just buying, buying stuff that, you know, I regret to this day. Um, for me, it'd just be to teach them the importance of a do- the, the dollar yeah. and how to save um, and about money in general, about investing, about real estate, about, you know, IRAs, about compounding money and just stuff like that that's going to make him money in the future. Yeah. Living below his means. Yeah. And that's something that's really big. And I didn't really understand, you know, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I listened to yeah. a lot of books and. You know, I went to this Dave Ramsey thing and I was just trying to, I was trying to change, shift my spending habits. Yeah. And I was realizing that I was using my debit card three or four times a yeah. day. Yeah. And then when I tried to not do it, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. You realize it's, how ingrained it was. It's, it's just, it's, it's insane. And yeah. when you're using a card, um, you know, you don't really see the money leaving yeah. until you're checking your bank statements. Yeah. So, right. Right. I think for him is just living below his means. And, um, you know, at first it was just like, well, yeah, you're going to have a ton of money if you save money, but, you know, are you going to have any fun? Yeah. yeah so that's, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. kind of shift yeah. back. Yeah. Trying uh, to play that. Yeah. Yeah. So I shift rich dad, poor dad is kind of like, I kind of like that way. Yeah. But yeah. At the same time, I believe that saving is huge. Saving is huge. So I want to make sure that he understands saving is a big part of you know, accumulating totally. wealth. Totally. Yeah, I love that. And then learning the value of the dollar. And I like, I like Dave Ramsey's approach to stuff from what I've seen. And, and I know he does like a, you you target exactly what you're spending. So that way he's like, look, yeah, go have some fun. But you're going to have fun in that very specific dollar amount. Right. Like, that's it. You're not going to have fun that plus one. You're going to have fun right there. That's it for right now. Um, but that value of a, of a dollar is a big deal. We were talking in the Acton forum you know all the owners um talking together on a on a daily basis and uh somebody had scratched another student's car uh, at another location and um you know we're trying to figure out okay well how did that like that person's clearly going to be responsible they need to pay for it but what does that look like and one of the pieces of advice that came through was yeah make them work to pay that off but make them work at a really hard minimum wage job so that they can not only earn the money back to pay for that but that they learn the value of a dollar and they don't don't take things for granted anymore like our kids need to know that lesson you know like I, I agree so 100%. powerful man so yeah. powerful one of uh, my favorite books that i listened to last year was the millionaire next door and it just talks yeah. about everything so yeah um if there's something i could recommend to, yeah to parents or children um and for the future is yeah. to probably look at that Millionaire Next Door. It's a yeah, great yeah, book, yeah. man. I like that one. Um, so hard work. We started talking about this at the beginning, too. And you said this one kind of, you know, has ended up being something that was introspective because you are a ridiculously hard worker. So, you know, it's, there's this concept out there with a lot of the businesses and business owners that I talk to and CEOs that are saying, look, hard work is kind of this lost art. So um, talk a little bit about your definition of hard work and, and maybe some of the specific traits or characteristics that, that you think about with that. And even from a, a perspective of somebody's going to come, you know, work for you at the studio, what do you want to see from them? Well, hard work has shifted for me a lot because yeah. as an athlete, I thought... And, uh, you know, just the culture of wrestling, yeah. you just kind of... You grind. You grind, you grind, you grind. And uh, for me, I thought that I wasn't working hard enough unless I was completely done 
physically and spent and mentally like in fact a, a lot of the fights that i had i was overtrained you know probably probably 100 percent of the fights i was overtrained yeah, going yeah. into the fight being in the best shape of my life but being at the fight and not being able to perform because i left it all in the gym yeah so um a lot of for me was just to get in the gym and stay in the gym and work as hard as i can but as i start to get older um, I start to realize that that's not necessarily the definition of hard work. Um, hard work is to be in there. Um, to me, it's for you to be there, go over and beyond what you can, and to be present and focused. Yeah, Goal, that's huge. Goal-oriented um, is, for me, what hard work is. I mean, this makes no sense. Uh, I started talking about it, and, you know, if you have a landscaper that works super hard every single day, he ends up being seven years old, no company. Yeah. You have another landscaper that works super hard every day. He becomes a business owner at 40, yep. and he retires at 60. Yep. And who's a harder worker? Right. You, right. Know, you yeah. can't really tell because of the output. <coughs> but, um, you know, there's a huge it, difference. It's that intentionality. I mean, that's, that's um, you know, everybody says work hard, you know, or work, work smart, not hard. And I'm like, no, I, I think it's both. It's both. It's work hard, but be intentional about that. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. You grind yourself to to not necessarily get where you want to be. That goal-oriented focus of that um, is super important, and I love that. And I think that's good for, you know, I love that you've got that from the, you know, that athletic perspective. And you can see from the outside, I mean, you always looked, you always made weight. I mean, you were, you always looked good at the weigh-in and snappy dresser on the weigh-in and stuff, too. <laughs> Excuse me, but, you know. You said yourself you were overtrained going in, and that takes away from the overall productivity. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's super smart. So one of the guys that's no doubt is a hard worker, and um, Jocko Willink, and I'm sure you're familiar with Jocko. And yeah, you know his his uh, one of the rules in my household is it's literally painted on our wall is discipline equals freedom. Um, you know, and that's that's taken directly from him. So, what's one thing that you have either had to or need to develop discipline around? And you're like, man, I don't really love this, but I do this, or I don't really love it, but I need to do this. Well, now that I'm a father, and mm. um, this is something I should have been doing a long time ago, and um, it's just getting up super early. Yeah, getting up. Um, you know, I try to get up around six a.m. six yeah. thirty, and now I mean I'm forced to do it because. I have a child, so yeah. now in order to accomplish everything throughout the day, all the things I want to do, yeah. I have to get it done while he's sleeping, yep. um, or else it's just you never know. Having you know my my son's nine months, having having a child, you never know when you're going to have time to fit yep. in that workout, when you're going to have time to, you know, prepare for for the day or for the week. Um, so that's something that has changed, and you know by the time. By the time four o'clock rolls around, I'm exhausted. I'm yeah, tired, done. Yeah. but I feel accomplished yeah. because I've done so much. And that, you, I mean, there's so much you can do from six a.m. to four p.m. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that I never really focused on, but it's uh, it's definitely has shifted shifted for me, and yeah. it's made me, um, you know, more productive. Yeah, that's very cool. Dude. One of the um, one of the, there's a parent, he's an Acton parent, not here at this location. He is in um, one of the locations in Texas, uh, a man um, by the name of Hal Elrod. Um, and he's actually a Sacramento dude, um, Sacramento native, Sacramento local. He's got a cool story, man, of like, I mean, almost died in this car crash, um, had 
cancer and he's battled back from cancer. I mean, this was recently had this as a husband and as a father. Um, so he's got an amazing story, but he's also written a series of books called The Miracle Morning. Um, and that was really, even before Jocko was posting pictures of his watch, you know, on IG, it was that Miracle Morning was the book that, that I read that went, oh, okay, cool. And that's, um, you know, where he dives into getting up and setting up your morning to set up your day for success and taking those early hours before anybody's up and rocking that out. So I, I'd highly recommend that book too. It's a, it's a good one. Um, if you get a chance, man. But yeah, it's made all the difference in the world for me too. I've had a, a couple coaches when I was in college that say nothing, nothing good comes <clears throat> at uh, midnight to three in the morning. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens positive at those times of uh, of, of the of the night. Yeah, and, um, and I, I couldn't agree. With I agree, man. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think almost everybody would, man. I, I mean, yeah, there's not. You you have some memories, but yeah. the memories aren't necessarily ones you go back to and go, oh, cool. Good, good life lesson on, on that one. Um, you wake up early and you sleep. Yeah. You sleep good. And yep. these days, the importance of sleep is something that I took for granted. It's for sure. Something that uh, I tried to get at least eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah. If not, I just. I yeah, really. for sure. And if you guys can do that right now with a nine-month-old, good on you. It makes, <laughs> it makes me hate you a little bit if you can do it because you know my oldest daughter, and, and uh, she tried to murder us for about the first two years of her life. But, uh, no, I hope you do. hope you are able to get, to, to get some. Um, I am. I'm not sure. Good. Yeah, if you're girl. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, my favorite question on this entire list, one piece of advice or common knowledge, and this could be common knowledge just in culture, um, you know, specifically in the fitness industry and in sports, uh, whatever you want to look at. But one piece of common knowledge that you're like, yeah, I, I don't agree. Everybody knows that. This is a common euphemism. This is, but I don't necessarily agree. That's the case. That you have to go to college or you have to have an agree to be successful. Man. Yeah. Because I'm, you don't. Because you don't. Let's just so we're we're taping this podcast right now we're sitting here chatting and one of the most valuable people in my life not just because she's a good friend but because she does so much around our business she's the reason we can get the podcast up and running um is is my friend Allie who's who's standing here right next to us and she is a testament to that and in fact part of the reason I brought her in is because she went a different route you know she worked with discover praxis and um you know, she's an absolute rock star. Has nothing to do with the a degree. I love that. I I feel <clears throat> well. I push my son to go to college. I want him to go to college, but I think it's just a starting point for him to figure out exactly to find what his passion. If he hasn't found it at a certain point in time, yeah. it's just a starting point to understand exactly what you want to dive into. But I don't necessarily think you have to go to college for four years. You know six years eight years to be successful yeah and the, what's interesting man is by the time your boy i can tell you this right now by the time your boy is is there colleges themselves they know this they're shifting and i and i get the privilege of working with a lot of them. they're shifting they understand like wait people are figuring out that some of this stuff that we just had pay thousands of dollars for this class they could have googled the whole thing oh wait a second um these people are starting to understand that you know little Mr. T here does know exactly what he wants to do. And by the way, it has nothing to do with taking geology. And so yeah. he's not going to like, we're going to put these programs together that just focus on what they want to do. So, you know, there's this shift that's taking place. People are realizing the emperor wears no, you know, wears no clothes. It's, uh, it's funny how it went from, um, you know, 60s where you didn't need a college right, degree right. to now it's almost mandatory to yeah. 
it's coming backwards. You're not going to need a degree. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of, you know, I don't, yep. I know so yep. many people that are in college debt and that's another thing that's totally, just terrible man, about huge. college is yep. you don't have to throw your life away and be in debt to understand or to, to, to you know, to gain education. Dude, there is enough college debt right now in our country to saddle every man, woman, and child with $5,000 of debt right out the bat. I mean, that's astronomical, man. That's nuts. And then on the flip side of that, what I think most people don't realize is more than half of the six-figure jobs that are available in this country right now don't require a college degree. Many of those are in the trades, right? But we've been saying everybody's got to go to college. Don't go to trades. That's what, you know, uh, that's a fallback kind of deal. I know some of the most brilliant people I know that are in trades, and they literally can't find anybody to work they got, man, I've got so much money right here to offer you for the, and I can't find anybody. I need people, you know? There's so much opportunity out there. Again, college can be great for some people, but it's not a necessity. I agree, 100%, dude, 100%. Um, how about this one, man? What's something you suck at? <laughs> what's something What's something you're not good at? And we, you know, and I just, and I say that going, look, obviously everybody has things they're not good at, but I know young people look up to successful people and people like yourself and professional athletes and go, man, they've got it all figured out. And I like them to hear, and I love that they ask this question. We know there's a lot of things that we're just not good at too. Um, there's a lot of things we still don't have figured out. So what are some things that pop into, into well, mind for you? A funny one and a serious one. Yeah. A funny one is I can't, I'm not, mechanically inclined like no yeah yeah any, any ikea <laughs> yeah. furniture yeah. i try to put together yeah it's all it's not happening yeah pieces that's hilarious yeah ask me both. to hang a painting i i can't do that yeah um but a serious one is um the ability to say no to people yeah um you know i just don't like um letting people down yeah you know, i always want to please people and that's something that you know now that my time is so precious because of my son it's yeah i have to learn to be able to say no, but not just be able to say no. Be confident and be okay with, you know. No, I can't. I can't. I can't help do you. that. I yeah, can't, I can't help you. I can't do that. Yeah, and that's something that I'm trying to get better with. And yeah, something that I, it's one of my goals for. 2020. I love that, man. It goes back to that intentionality of how you're spending your time. Um, and it's one of those things that's tough. It's a maturity thing for sure. I definitely have, that's something I still, I'm, I'm working on myself and it's a um, maturity thing, but I think having kids is one of those things that exponentially shoots you up. And I'm not telling every 13 to 22 year old to go have a child to learn this. I'm absolutely not saying that, but, um, you know, that definitely starts putting in perspective and starts giving you a little bit more of a reason why, um, you know, so that you can start making those decisions. I love that you said that. And now that you say that, it's something I got to work on to get better too. It's hard, man. I mean, it really is a hard thing. Because um, like I said, you don't want to let people down, you know, and we build our entire lives around helping other human beings. Right. So you get in a pattern of that and a habit of that, um, and you feel like it's an extension of that. Yeah, it's giving me some, some introspection myself here. I like that. Um, so got some really good questions that have come through here. That number 10 is kind of the catch-all. What's something else, a one piece of advice that you'd like to give that we didn't necessarily dive in um, to this right now? What's something you'd like to throw out there for people? Man, that's a tough one. I, yeah. For me, something that um, that has, has, has helped me a lot and has made me a better person is helping others yeah so i work with a couple of charities and seeing other people and every day i get it 
and yeah. see, in in the studio or working with fighters, yeah, I I get that reward, and it's to see other people's get better, yeah, and you know, working with the charity, we work with Make a Wish, and it's one of yeah. the best things I've done to date. Yeah, like I mean, I've got a ton of athletic accomplishments and uh, credentials. And you know things I've checked off the list, but one of the best thing is um, is working with charities, dude. I so I'm I legit chills right now because if I think so, I'm not a um, I'm a very emotional person in terms of being passionate about life, passionate about what I do, passionate about my friends and my family, and I'm very passionate about that. I'm not a big crier. Um, I don't, and that's whatever. It is what it is. But I can tell you, watching some of your stories around Make a Wish. Um, you know, this taking this young man out to be this superhero ninja, right? Taking dude, him I'll through. cry right now. Uh, dude, I mean, <laughs> brother, right like that, there are like some of the things that I am seeing you do with that. That's the kind of stuff where I just, it's like, it, it's, it is second, um, it is second, to, it, dude, it's one of my favorite things that anybody I know does. Um, and that is some superhero stuff right there, legitimately, man. And I'm, I'm, super honored to even be able to call you a friend when I look at people and go that's what human beings are supposed to freaking do it's that that's what we're supposed to do with this time that we've got you know that's a big deal you're supposed to help others Dude, and give it. back as much as you can yeah and um, yeah. it's something that's really big and yeah. something that uh, I'm definitely going to teach my son to do for sure there's no better feeling yeah there's no better yeah. feeling than helping someone that can't help you yeah man and you're, teach you're teaching by example you're teaching everybody by example and your boy's going to um, you know benefit in spades from that man it's a big deal so the last one man is just who are, who are some other people you would nominate to you know whether it's be on the show or, or other people should follow along and um you know that they should check them out because there are other quality human beings that are out there impacting other people anybody come to mind yeah yeah i have a couple um coach pacheco dave pacheco yeah, he was yeah. uh, the junior college wrestling coach at sac city for 25 years or yeah, so yeah. Uh, multiple state titles and just a good human being yeah. all around yep. um, ton of in integrity and someone that I really look up to and I think that uh, you know once you dive in with him you'll you'll be able to get a ton of gems and a cool ton of information and I'm sure he'd be open to doing it because he's retired cool, now he yeah good for him finally retired yeah and then um, another person who's really good friend of mine is uh, Tim Collum Tim Collum why do I know that? Uh, well, he's a he's one of the baddest real estate dudes in Sacramento. Okay. Sold okay a hundred million dollars worth the yeah um, uh, real estate, but he's also a painter. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he had they just opened up. Um, um, you've probably seen it uh, in the new, in the Terminal Two, right when you oh yeah the escalator. Yeah. There's a, a I know exactly what you're talking about. Art yeah. museum. There. I spent far too much time in the airport, so I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So he's a really good dude, and he's one of the guys that kind of changed my life around. I was holding mitts for him and yeah. we became friends. I've known him for a while, but uh, he he showed me his list of goals and that just kind of com completely changed yeah. my life. I had uh, a list of 10 goals. Yeah. He showed me his list and this yeah. is a guy who sold a hundred a hundred plus million dollars in real estate yeah. um, and he had close to a hundred goals. And I'm just like, whoa, what, <laughs> like, am, what I am I doing? doing? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And the way yeah. he broke him down just kind of was inspiring to me and um you know he's someone that i think would a lot of people would benefit from because he's a smart dude super successful very humble and um you know he's a great friend very cool 
Very cool. All right, we'll look out for him too. Very cool, man. Yeah. Uh, so tell people before we head out, where can we go to, to uh, learn more about you and what you got going on? Yeah, yeah, I got the, the Pilates studio. So that's uh, sacramentohotpilates.com. Yep. You can find it there. There's two locations. And then, you know, social media. I have um, the P2O Instagram, Facebook. Um, we don't, I think we might have a Twitter and then for me, it's my personal page is uh, Last Call, my fight yeah, name, yeah. 155. 155. I'm, I'm yep. far from 155. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's where you can you can find me. The Midtown location is um, has been there for six years, and it's on uh, 20th and P. Beautiful. Dude, so appreciative of you taking the time, and um, not just for pouring into everybody here, but, um, you know, just recharging my battery too man so yeah it does. thank you for having yeah, me i man. love what you're doing and uh for the for the for your kids that are listening yeah man you're probably one of the big mentors that uh they should be looking for they thank don't you, need to go anywhere else but here thank you brother uh-huh. i appreciate that there you have it guys my buddy danny castillo man what a cool guy so cool to uh you know hear what he's doing to continue to impact our community and again you know local guy and he's giving back now locally as well so Uh, Just super amazing, man. Go check them out. You know, again, last call, 155. And uh, if you are anywhere near Sacramento, go to hotpilatessacramento.com and uh, find out about the facilities and and, uh, see how he's bringing that community, uh, you know, really up to speed here in Sacramento. So check them out. Thank you, guys. And uh, we will look forward to chatting with you next time.